1: Good evening. Welcome to Hoosier Huddle Podcast. It is finally game week. Uh, My name is Sammy Jacobs. TJ will be along with us shortly. We're going to go over IU's opening weekend matchup against Florida International, Miami, uh, to set the scene. Uh, IU, Florida International, Saturday night, 7 o'clock on CBS Sportsnet. Hopefully everybody in Indiana gets it. I don't get it on direct TV. I have to upgrade my pa- uh, my TV package, and we'll, we'll see. It's finally game time. TJ, how are you?
0: Doing well. Yeah, thrilled that it's uh, thrilled with game week. I know we've got some uh, news items, if you will, to discuss before we get to the games, but uh, definitely excited to have uh, college football back, and specifically Indiana football. I know we're both uh, more than ready for this.
1: Definitely, it was week zero last week, but TJ, as you hinted, first, uh, some news out of Bloomington. Uh, late last week, uh, it was learned that running back sophomore running back Morgan Ellison has been suspended indefinitely. Mm-hmm. IU has not commented on as to the reasons why he is suspended indefinitely. Uh, Tom Allen said today at his press conference uh, that whatever it is, it's out of it. It's totally out of his hands and I have no comments. So we'll see what's going on. Obviously to be suspended indefinitely, it has to be pretty serious and good on IU for taking the initiative here and seeing how it plays out instead of uh, doing what some other schools have done uh, and all that things. Other news out of IU is that grad transfer quarterback out of Arizona, Brandon Dawkins left the program. Tom Allen wished him nothing but the best. Uh, He said that he was going in a different direction with his life. So he wanted to sort some things out uh, and figure out what's next for him. Uh, Conversations were private, um, but he, you know, Tom Allen said he was a good kid five days after he lost his starting job. He leaves. You have to wonder if that played a factor into it. It probably did. Uh, you know, but you never know. Hopefully, uh, all this bad news goes away once games start. Uh, it's not something that we enjoy talking about. It's something that has dominated the college football uh, news cycle since Big Ten Media Day, and it's just time to get down, uh, get down to business, and get down to games. Uh, some other news uh, coming on. Starters uh, have been announced. Uh, some starters on special teams. It, it looks like Logan Justice has won the place-kicking uh, field goal job and Jared Smoller won the kickoff duties job. But we're excited to see uh, what happens. Let's get on to FIU, TJ, unless you have anything else to add. No, I, I will just uh, – I think you said it very well
0: um, for – running back uh, it's going to obviously uh, provide you know additional opportunities for players like uh, Cole Guest, Mike Majet, Ricky Brookins, uh, Ronnie Walker, Steve Scott I mean those guys that were behind Ellison on the depth chart if you will uh, while, while I, I will say it was not as clear cut uh, as you might think. I mean it, Ellison was not a a guarantee uh, to be you know, the dominant lead back. Um, he was first on the depth chart, but uh, there was not a wide gap between him and uh, the guys immediately behind him. Um, so it's going to provide you know, more opportunities for those players. I think Stevie Scott benefits uh, the most initially just because he is one of the only other guys on that depth chart that you would consider a big back. Uh, so I think he would step up uh, and get more carries than initially thought. Um, so definitely, it was good that you know he was chosen to play offense as opposed to defense, which was talked about um, prior to uh, fall camp beginning. Um, and then at quarterback, you know, uh, Dawkins—it uh, just seemed like it never clicked here in Bloomington uh certainly hope he gets whatever personal issues and demons he has going on um it gets those straightened out that is first and foremost way ahead of football uh but on the field because all we can evaluate uh, It sounded like accuracy continued to be an issue that was his primary issue at Arizona as well never very accurate and it doesn't sound like that got much better uh so in his absence, and he was third on the depth chart, uh, Tom Allen did say today, you know, moving forward with who he feels have been their best two quarterbacks, which are Ramsey and Penix, uh, and I, I don't think, um, you know, that certainly wasn't lost on me. Uh, he feels Indiana's third-string quarterback left, uh, and then he was third-string for a reason. So, um, you, know, you move forward with those guys and the Reese Taylor has moved from defensive back over to quarterback, uh, the position he played very successfully at Ben Davis. I, for one, uh, am really excited to see what Taylor can do with increased opportunity on offense, uh, to see how they use his very unique skill set. Uh, look, I'm not a quarterback play expert, uh, and I will never claim to be, but I watched him a lot at Ben Davis, and I, I there's no doubt in my in my mind that uh, Reese Taylor can contribute to a winning football team. Um, And and I'm looking forward to seeing him do that. So uh, with that said, yeah, on the FIU, a team uh, projected to be fifth in their division in Conference USA. That's out of seven. They have, uh, you know, two divisions of seven, just like the Big Ten does. Um, And FIU projected to finish fifth. Uh, A young team, Definitely. Um, they're going to be one of the least experienced teams in the in the FBS. So both teams, I feel like, enter with uh, you know a lot of question marks.
1: Yeah, that's right, TJ. They do enter with a lot of question marks. Uh, Florida International loses a a whole bunch of production. They lose Alex Magoo, who started for four years there. IU fans should be uh, pretty. Familiar with him. Thomas Owens, who had a big game in 2015, is gone uh, Mm -hmm. along with uh, their running back as well. But they do have some pieces coming back. Napoleon Maxwell at running back uh, averaged 5.9 yards of carry last year, had five touchdowns. Uh, Their quarterback situation is yet to be settled. Uh, James Morgan is transferred in from Bowling Green as a grad transfer. He's battling Christian Alexander, who has not thrown a pass in college yet. So we'll see. This offense is going to be fast-paced. It's not going to be uh, the previous coaching staff who's uh, escaping my mind right now, but he's at Illinois and he wasn't good. Ron Um, Turner. Turner. There we go. Uh, Ron Turner's offense. This is going to be a a more high-paced offense that's going to challenge this defense that has, uh, you know, is young, might have some depth issues, uh, and it's definitely going to be hot and humid in in down in Florida, which which is IU should be fine with because it's been grossly hot and humid in Indiana yeah. for most of the summer, most of fall camp. So I think Florida International they bring back some some guys on the line. Their offense should be able to score at some points. I don't think they're going to score at will. And um, this is a game where if IU holds. Florida International to under 20 points, it would be a successful game. Uh, if they give up a little bit more than that, it's probably pretty disappointing for this defense. They, you know, has had interception issues. He's only completed 45.3% of his passes, uh, tossed seven interceptions last year, things like that. So you'd think the the, turn, uh, the takeaway battle is going to go in on favor. They're breaking in a new running back. The wide receivers are small. They have some, some larger wide receivers uh, coming in as, as freshmen and transfers. Uh, but, you know, you're starting true freshmen is, is tricky uh, and things like that. Um, and, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Is there a lead uh, receiver coming back, who had averaged 9.2 yards per reception last year with just TD. Uh, it's all going to depend on the quarterback play. Last year, Magoo was more of a check down passer. He's very good, very accurate, and led them to eight wins. Uh, but he did not you know, stretch the field as well. And that's what we saw in 2016 uh, down at Florida International. They hit one big play deep, uh, maybe two. But other than that, IU pretty pretty much kept it in front of them. I, you'd think that IU would be able to do it again. This is a dangerous game, TJ. Going down to Florida International, facing a team that had that won eight games last year, has recruited pretty well in that Conference USA uh, co- uh, conference. And we'll see. It's, it's season openers are always tricky. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they lose a lot as well. Uh, they lose almost their entire secondary. They lose Anthony Wint TJ, who, who we've talked about over the last few years, as being a really, really good uh, linebacker. Travion Williams uh, is gone as well. He was their second leading tackler last year. Uh, but they have some guys coming back. Furman Silva, it was a defensive end last year. Made 14 tackles for a loss, including seven sacks. He's going to move to... The linebacker position, so he's never played there in college before. We'll see what they do, uh, and then that front seven uh, for for Florida International looks pretty solid. The defense is going to be a, a good challenge for Indiana's offensive line to see where they're where they're at in terms of development. If IU cannot run the ball against Florida International, you're probably in for a long year. But this will be a good if they do if they are able to run the ball, it's a it's a good test for them. They have a couple defensive lineman transfers. Uh one guy coming in, Taysier Tart, he's a six four, two hundred and ninety five pound defensive tackle, uh, who is at East Mississippi Community College. You should know that from uh hard not hard knocks, uh the other one. Last, last chance, chance you. you last chance you. He lost his offer to Alabama. Um Mm -hmm. He's listed on the roster. He's going to play. You also have uh, a safety and uh, one-time Louisville commit and Jamal Anderson at safety. So you got there. Butch Davis is bringing in talent. Yeah, it's a little bit risky of talent, but there is talent there. So, TJ, um, what is your matchup to watch on on Saturday?
0: Yeah, for me, I'll go one side, you know, one on each side of the ball. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing – Indiana's offense, or I'm sorry, uh, linebackers against Florida International's uh, inexperienced quarterback uh, and wide receivers. You know, I think Tony Gator is a dangerous player, potential big play threat, uh, but I I do feel really good about Indiana's uh, secondary. So I like that. It's more the uh, underneath routes, the slant routes that are going to require the inexperienced linebackers of Indiana. Uh, to kind of play in pass coverage. That's what worries me a little bit. Uh, We might have some blown assignments in the, in the linebacking core. Um, The question is going to be, can either one of those FIU quarterbacks make IU pay for that uh, by being really accurate, making good decisions. We don't know the answer to that, but you know, we have to, and the defense has to assume yes. So if you make a mistake, you're going to get punished. Uh, And they, they, Ford International does have speed in their receiving core, so that's what I'm going to be primarily looking at. Uh, I do think Indiana should be able to handle the FIU uh, running game, and I, I don't expect it to be completely shut down because they do have a decent offensive line. Um, and, I, you know, Tom Allen mentioned today that the strength of FIU that's on offense is going to be their running game. So I think they'll be able to move the ball a little bit on the ground against IU, Um, but I think where, you know, they could hurt Indiana quite a bit would be big plays in the passing game, and I don't think it's going to be from the deep ball. I think it would come from, you know, a busted coverage or a missed assignment uh, in the linebacking core where FIU can exploit it across the middle of the field on a quick slant or something, uh, and their speed at wide receiver can turn a, you know, eight-yard completion, Uh, into a you know 50 yard run or something like that so that's what i'm looking for on that side of the ball it does appear that in the end it's going to start david willis and td roof which uh, tells you how big of an addition those two guys were Uh, you think about how big of a concern the linebacking core would be without those two uh, willis coming back and then roof getting eligibility um and both of those guys do have some playing experience, but it's going to be larger roles than what they're used to. Uh, same can be said for their backups, Rayquan Jones, and then you know, it looks like Thomas Allen, Micah McFadden. Uh, Indiana's going to play quite a few guys there, but none of them are what you would consider uh, experienced vets outside of Damian Willis. So that's a concern for me, but it's a good challenge, and I think it's one that uh, this linebacking core – hopefully is ready to step up to. On the other side of the ball, the, the big matchup for me is going to be Indiana's offensive line against FIU's defensive line. does have some talent up there, uh, Anthony Johnson being the best of the bunch. He's their defensive tackle. And I still think Furman Silva is going to spend some time uh, attacking that line as a pass rusher. Uh, but I'm just so interested to see how the offensive line, which we have heard great things about, uh, how they translate that to the field. Because, you know, having a great offseason is essential for success, but then you've got to turn that into actual on-field results. And IU has to have a successful running game uh, if they're going to succeed this year. And, and that's going to be primarily on the backs and the shoulders of that offensive line which it looks like is going to be Coy Cronk and Wes Martin. Uh, center was listed as or, uh, so still no definite starter there. Uh, I think we might see both uh, Little John and Linder. Uh, and then on the right side, Brandon Knight at tackle and uh, Simon Stepaniak at, at guard. Uh, those five or six players, depending on how you look at it, Uh, they have high expectations and they've, they've been had praise heaped on them. Uh, It's time for them to to turn it on and, uh, you know, make last year a memory and a a distant one at that by turning out a really good rushing performance. What would that mean? Uh, I would say something well above four yards to carry. Uh, I think you'd be hoping for 4.5, five yards to carry uh, and just a, you know, you know it when you see it, like uh, imposing your will on the defense. That's what you want to see from this offense. You, I, I would not expect IU to, to air it out a bunch if they don't have to, and, and hopefully they can just grind this defense into a pulp uh, and beat them up with the ground game. So IU's offensive line against the FIU defensive line, uh, can they impose their will and take this game over? Uh, something we did not see them able to do at all last year uh, that 's what I want to see from this opener. Turn all that off season talk of making the running game an emphasis and improving it uh, and produce results
1: yeah to me, I think getting a two uh, getting two hundred yards in the ground uh, averaging somewhere yep. between four and a half five yards per carry is um, is is the goal uh, you, you know You have to be able to to run the ball to have success. And this is a team you're going down. They're a group of five team against a Big Ten team. Uh, We've heard all this talk this summer about who's working out in the weight room and guy's looking good. Well, it's time for the putter up and and getting, I think, 200 yards, uh, five five yards per carry, Uh, you know, See, the touchdowns, I, I don't think rushing touchdowns matter because you could have a 95-yard run, no. get tackled at the one, and, and run play action yeah. and, and score uh, like that. So, you know, 200 yards, five yards of carry work. And then I'd like to see IU throw the ball as well. Uh, you know, yeah. get open up the throwing game. Allen said today that they'll probably play Penix as well. Uh, you know, later in the game, just to see what they have. They're like They have four games to play with. Uh, even you know with the Brandon Dawkins news, Michael Penix his red shirt is gone. Um, I, I think you're going to see both of them uh, for the majority of the year. Uh, Peyton Ramsey hasn't proven to stay healthy all year. They, this type of quarterback is running. You're going to get hit. It's the Big Ten. You're going to get nicked up. And I think to save both of them, they're both going to play. Uh, so we'll see. Yep. We'll see you there on that. It'll be nice to see Nick Westbrook get back in the passing game. Go ahead, TJ.
0: Yeah, I think one interesting thing that kind of a uh add on to the run game, and it, it has been mentioned by a couple different players uh and coaches as well. Indiana feels like they have a number of offensive weapons that are capable of doing things with the ball in their hands. Uh so that to me that would hint at Um, you know, short screen passes out of the backfield, uh, getting some players to ball in space. Um, You know, Peyton Ramsey's accurate. That that was a strength of his last season as a passer. We know he has improved his arm strength, but I I still probably would not classify that as a strength of his. Um, It's yet to be seen whether or not it's a weakness still. It it was last year. Last year was a weakness. Um, I'm hoping that will be able to see some of those passes out of the backfield for Indiana to get the ball. Uh get the ball into players like um, you know, maybe Wop Dillier, maybe Mike Majette out of the backfield, Ricky Brookins out of the backfield, uh, and get those guys in space and that could be an extension of the running game. Um if you're able to do that on a consistent basis. You know, so that maybe you see uh you know, six or seven screen passes, which can act as kind of long handoffs and and help get the running game established as well. So I'm interested to see how Mike DeBoard uses these pieces, which we've heard a lot, uh, and I believe that there's a lot of uh, potential players that can make a difference on offense, uh, uh, hoping to see – Mike, the board used those chess pieces a bit more than what we saw last year, uh, where it felt like the offense was kind of operating with one hand tied behind their back. And, uh, I'm not going to question the play calling. We've talked about that on this podcast before. I, I just feel like they were oper operating with limitations that I'm hoping, uh, we see less of here in the opener, not that Indiana should break out the whole playbook if they don't need to. Um, uh, you know, a bit more creativity to get the ball into players' hands and then to make plays. And I think that could mean some short passes out of the backfield.
1: Welcome back to the show. We had uh, some audio issues there. Uh, TJ will call back in a second. Uh, he was talking about, uh, the offense, how it's going to look, Peyton Ramsey's arm strength, and and things like that. Uh, so, you know, Peyton Ramsey did improve his arm strength. He he looked a lot better this fall. He uh, clearly earned the job, and uh, we'll see uh, we'll see where it goes. And this is now with Brent Dawkins leaving, Reese Taylor coming in. There, could be a package for Reese Taylor. There could be a package for Michael Penix, and you could see a two quarterback system come out of this. So, offensive wise, I think I use in pretty good shape, even with the departures or the departure of Brandon Dawkins and the unknown uh, status of Morgan Ellison. Uh, let's talk about that running back position a, a little bit more, TJ. I expect Cole Guest to get the nod uh, there. at, starting wise. And, and the good thing about playing a non-conference road game is you could bring everybody. Uh, you could bring yep. all your running backs and, and everybody and stuff like that. So I I'd expect to see Stevie Scott. I'd expect to see Ryan Walker get in. I'd, I'd expect to see Craig Nelson. All those guys, you could see a seven-man rotation uh, going in at running back, especially down there in the heat. Um, so the running back position I feel pretty good about. Let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball before we get to uh, special teams. Uh, defensively, I think IU matches up pretty well against this team. The defensive line, um, you know, has some, some depth. Tom Allen talked about that today. He felt pretty good about this defensive line. Uh, he really loves this group. He, he likes the way Jacob Robinson's been playing. Jerome Johnson has been playing. Uh, guys like Mike Barwick have, really been a solid rotation player, could end up earning a start, stuff like that. And then your defensive ends, they're young, uh, but they're quick, athletic, fast defensive ends, maybe something IU hasn't seen uh, in the last couple of years at that position. So, uh, you know, Alan said that freshmen are going to play on the defensive line. It's going to be by committee. And so judge this, Defensive line as a unit, not just one guy had four sacks and stuff like that. If the defensive line could get into the backfield, create havoc plays, which are tackles for loss, sacks, um, you know, runs for no gains, things like that. I think if you could get around eight to 10 tackles for loss, you know, four or five sacks, you're in good shape there. If you get some hurries, force some throws, they're liable to throw uh, some interceptions as well. Uh, So that's my take on the, on the defense, uh, on the defensive line, linebacker. We talked about it before having TD roof and Damian Willis back has been huge. And then secondary is, you know, they're super athletic. They're young in some spots, but they have a lot of talent. Jonathan Crawford's been an all conference player all three years. He's preseason, all big 10 as well. Uh, Marcelino ball is back. You have Sean Riggins, who started, you know, around six games, um, you know, got 11 games in his career, six games in his freshman year, got hurt last year. So we'll see. Andre Brown has been a solid contributor over the the past few years. So this defense, while people were worried about guys coming back, they returned a lot of guys from injury. And, you know, it's probably better than than, uh, the average fan thinks and the average outsider thinks. TJ, I think this game is going to hinge on special teams a lot too. Florida International has three special teams members that are on their all conference uh, USA squad. Stone Wilson has been, it seems like he's been there forever because I've been talking about Stone Wilson as a punter uh, for about three or four years now. He's been solid. Uh, 41 yards per punt last year. The sophomore kicker Jose uh, for Gallus, uh he did not miss a field goal under 40 yards last year. He hit 15-18. Um, so they're really solid. They're not great, but they're solid and consistent. If they can win that special teams uh, battle, that IU will be in for a fight all night. Uh, it's a, IU has a lot of questions on special teams and you know, we'll see. Does Logan Justice actually earn this job? Is it still up for grabs? Is his consistency there? Uh, you know, is Jarrett Smaller going to have the big enough leg to get to touchbacks? Who's, you know, Jayshon Harris is, this is my big shocker today day on the depth chart, with Jayshon Harris listed as the top punt returner. Uh, not based on, he's a great punt returner. We show, saw that last year, but based on his three knee injuries, just subjecting him to that hit uh, or those types of hits when he's been so good in fall camp on, on the offensive side of the ball uh, really was a surprise to me. Uh, but I don't mind playing starters and guys like that on special teams. Everybody does it. If you want to win, you have to do it. And hopefully nobody gets injured, but you got you got to have some of these impact players on special teams uh, to make big plays, block kicks, recover fumbles, Uh, return, uh, big returns and stuff like that. So, you know, another issue with IU special teams has been kick return. We'll see the new kickoff rules, see how they affect the game. Uh, With that, if they're going to fair catch it, our guys can squib kick it, uh, things like that. Uh, IU's punt the game should be great. Hayden Whitehead has been fantastic since he's arrived. He's added to his repertoire with straight on punts. He's gotten one year stronger. Uh, so things like that. So I, I really think that special teams are where FIU has a chance to make it up if IU hasn't improved upon it since last year.
0: Yeah, I do not disagree with that at all. It's uh, It can certainly be a game changer. Uh, too often it has been a negative game changer for Indiana. Uh, so William Inch has taken over special teams and taken responsibility for it. Uh, yeah this is the first chance for that to pay off, and uh, hopefully it does. I mean, I, it would be fantastic to start to have uh, positive kick returns as opposed to the post kind of cringing every time it happens, which is the case far too often last year. Uh, it looks like Cole Guest uh, is, for now, at least on the depth chart, listed as the primary kick returner. Uh, You know, I I think some of that is going to depend on how he's doing as a running back. Uh, I would think that if he is, you know, really standing out as a running back and a ball carrier, uh, we might see a different primary kicker-turner back there. But we'll see. You know, a lot to be determined there. But, um, you know, right now I think the pieces are in place to have a good unit. It's just going to be – you know who's able to perform, and really, there's only questions as far as that goes. we uh, will have to; time will tell. Um, but I do think you're right. It's it's an area of the game where FIU, you know, I, I feel like it could be close enough where one or two big special teams plays uh, turns this thing into a real nail biter, which is obviously uh, less than ideal for for opening night on the road under the lights you know, if you, you allow FIU to hang around with a couple of big special teams plays, um, you know, anything can happen at that point and uh, the last thing you want is a slip up here in week one to, to set you back and a you know a loss in this game
1: uh would make bull eligibility a mountainous climb. Yeah, and then just piling it on top of the load of bad news that we've gotten in the last week, it's Perception-wise, yep. it's just not good. As far as special teams go, too, if they win the field position battle, you know, IU's offense, we don't know how explosive they are. They ranked like 123rd last year in plays over 20 yards or more. It just makes it that much harder to score if if FIU wins that uh, that uh, field position battle. So, use a team that you don't want to keep around. You want to put them out of their misery early. It's going to be hot. You know, I I don't know how many fans are going to show up. The last time IU was down there, it, the stadium was half full, but it's a new coaching regime. They're coming off a bowl, um, you know, a bowl appearance. It's Saturday night. So we'll see. It could be a hostile environment. It could be an empty environment. Uh, so that's, you know, both of those things are things that you have to handle. Uh, you have to be ready to play um, if it's a hostile environment, I think it's a little bit easier to get the juices flowing, and, and we'll see. Uh, TJ, I need one or two keys to victory uh, for IU for you.
0: Yep. Uh, key number one is going to be establish your run game. Uh, we talked about that at length. I don't need to elaborate. Uh, it's critical. It is critical for the season that Indiana is able to establish the running game, uh, and if they can do that, develop confidence, develop confidence, Uh, you know, I I think we'd all feel much better about this team's chances. Uh, It's something that's going to involve the quarterback. The quarterback's going to be running. It's something that's going to involve, obviously, the offensive line. It's going to involve the tailbacks. Um, You know, we might even see some receivers get involved in the run game as well. So that's going to be key number one for me. The second key is going to be, uh, I think it's important to win the takeover battle, take care of that ball. Uh, and start to force some takeaways because uh, it's something Indiana did not do near enough last season. I know it really bothered Tom Allen and his coaching staff. They pride themselves on creating those. Uh, they've worked a lot to do that, and I think uh, the opportunity will be there for Indiana to make plays uh, on defense. events. It's going to be important to turn those potential plays, those pass breakups uh, into interceptions or those fumbles forced into fumble recoveries. Uh, that's going to be something that's going to have to happen all year. You might as well set the tone for it in week one.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And and that that means making those plays that we saw them not make last year, getting a penalty on a fumble return for a touchdown, getting a penalty on an interception, dropping interceptions, all those things that you think turnover luck goes year to year, that maybe IU, even if they get half of those plays or a third of those plays, um, probably doubles their takeaway output uh, there. Uh, for me, keys to the game, outside of, outside of the ones you gave, TJ, are winning the field position battle. IU last year, when they won or were close to the field position battle, as the other teams, they played well and they won games. When they, they made mistakes on special teams, pinned themselves back, lost the field position battle. Uh, turn the ball over, set the other team up with good field position. They lost, struggled. So uh, to me, the key of the game is field position. Uh, for them to win, the second key is, you know, it's probably offensive line play. If they can protect the quarterback, get the run game going, uh, they'll be fine. Yeah, those.
0: Uh, I can't argue with any of that. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a really hard game to evaluate because, uh, we seen are coming in with, yeah, they're coming in with the, with a lot of questions and, uh, you know, we feel pretty good about a lot of the potential answers for Indiana. Uh, we're very excited about a lot of those potential answers. Um, uh, but you know, you, you don't know until you see it on the field. You just don't. Uh, and college football does not have a preseason. Um, uh, you know, we do not know what these guys are going to look like against the live opponent. and uh, that's what you got. You enter into it right away, and it counts
1: um, for good yeah, or for bad. That... It
0: counts right away. Yep.
1: Uh, let's go predictions. TJ, TJ, what is your prediction for Saturday night? Yep.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, for whatever reason, and this might end up looking really foolish, uh, but for whatever reason, I, I have quite a bit of confidence about this Indiana team. Um, you know, I, I might be foolish for doing this, but I buy into the strength and conditioning program hype, uh, and the difference it has made for these players, not just physically but mentally as well. Uh I buy into that and I buy into a lot of the young talent uh that Indiana has. I, I'm excited about this season and I think they start with a far from perfect but a, a solid performance that offers a lot of encouraging things for the for the immediate future and the far future. Uh, so I'm going to go Indiana, winning this one, 31-17. Uh, and I, I think Indiana does get that run game going. I think Peyton Ramsey steps up and plays really well. Uh, and I think the defense, while they make some mistakes, shows uh, that they've got quite a bit of talent to work with. Uh, so the Hoosiers win. Not, not a pullout by any means, but a fairly comfortable 31-17 to 17 win.
1: Yep. Uh, the spread is 10 points. That would cover the spread or ten and a half. TJ, I'm going to go Indiana 42, FIU 21. Uh, I think it'll be close for most of the game. Then IU pulls away late. I think the, the strength and conditioning pays off. I think they'll be able to run the ball uh, well, even without Morgan Ellison, uh, as it seems. Stevie Scott is going to be a key in this game as well, wearing down that FIU defensive line. I think they're able to get a few takeaways set the offense up for good positioning. So I'm going to go 42-21. Indiana starts off on the right foot down in Florida. Make make fans forget about all the bad news uh, that has happened here in the last week. Uh, So, TJ, thanks for joining us. It's finally here, game one, Saturday night, 7 o'clock on CBS Sportsnet. Uh, If you go online to to various uh, IU uh, alumni associations, they have, I uh, watch parties all over the country. If you want to hang out with Hoosier fans, go do that. I know the student athletic board is having a watch party down in Dunmeadow in, uh, in Bloomington. Our own Nathan Comp is helping out with that. So if you're a student, want to watch the game with people, uh, go attend that event. And we, we've done all our preseason content, TJ. I put everything in the list, nice and neat for people, all the links, all in one place. It's on the site. Uh, if you need it, let me know. I'll tweet you the link, send you the link, whatever it is, all in one place. I, I think that was, uh, that's was that been helpful for people. We've gotten good feedback on that. But it's finally game week. And, uh, oh, one more addition. We do have a Hoosier Huddle game day bingo. Uh, if you haven't visited VintageBrands.com or a new advertiser on the site, do so. Uh, bingo will take place every week. I'll send out cards on social media, print them, screenshot them, whatever. It's three different cards. I suggest you either print all three or screenshot all three or pick whichever one you like, all that stuff. We're playing for prizes. At the end of the year, Vintage Brands is going to raffle off one of their canvases for IU football. Uh, they have a lot of cool stuff, a lot of old tickets. So yeah, very cool. The first five winners for game day bingo, if you send them to me, we will get entries into the raffle. I uh, will find a way to that people could buy entries as well. We'll do this every week. Um, send them in to me. It's going to be fun. I know we'll play. You'll everybody will play uh, things like that. So visagebrands.com. Uh, we'll put out bingo stuff. If you have any ideas for bingo spots, we we filled them all in, but we're happy to change uh, if things that. Uh, if somebody has a cool week-to-week uh, bingo spot like that. And so that's that's our new new uh, shtick uh, for, for game day. And I hope everybody enjoys it as much as I enjoy putting it together. Uh, anyway, keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. We'll be live in Miami on Saturday night. And college football is here.